Everybody talking about the running back market, Coach. Let's go, go, go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Why did this happen with Dalvin Cook, Coach? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The salary cap is a real thing, and the decisions that Quasey and our front office, you know, have to make. They're never easy. Earlier on the show, NFL writer for The Athletic, Mike Sando. Coming up, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. ESPN NFL analyst, Louis Riddick. And now, it's Oh, yeah. Eisen. I mean, football's back. Uh, I know the Hall of Fame game is usually the first idea that it's back and training camp maybe. But it's just back. It's back. Everyone's talking NFL right now. It's awesome. And uh, we just had Mike Sando of The Athletic on the program in hour one. He's the one who speaks to a bunch of anonymous uh, sources, coaches and whatnot, GMs and coordinators to rank quarterbacks and tier them. And it's, you know, and then as I was saying, it's it's the time of year of like, oh, that happened in training camp. Is this what does it mean? And, you know, according producer of this program, big time Buffalo Bill fan, Mike Hoskins gets in my ear about a minute before we come back on the air for hour two. And he's like, DeMar Hamlin, pick six and practice. Let's go. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, mean, I love just, the videos. Um, I love camp great. stats. Somebody tweeted out last year, Kenny Pickett against this year, Kenny Pickett, air yards, yards. But it's Everybody's like, what better. are we doing? Everybody's but better. it's awesome. Everybody's I love it. Better. I can't get enough. It's great. I love it. Uh, I just love it when uh, when this guy comes on and he's in the middle of his training camp tour. The man in the know, the man who gets exclamation points texted to him by Jim Ursay. He is Albert Breer of Sports <laughs> Illustrated here on the Rich Eisen. How are you, Albert? What's up? Well, I'm never going to add the uh, exclamation points out. I think that's good color, don't you? Of course, because he did it. He did it. He, he The guy yeah. actually put the exclamation point that said he's not going to trade Jonathan Taylor, uh, I know you're in Titans camp currently, right? That's where you yep. are right now? Mm-hmm. And you were in Bengals camp yesterday, correct? Um, yep. Okay, but let's start with the Colts. Let's start with what's going on with Jonathan yep. Taylor uh, as you and I are currently sitting here having a conversation on the Tuesday before Hall of Fame weekend. What do you got for me, Albert? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just another one of these situations that's difficult. He's coming off of an injury. You know, he's obviously got a lot of miles on his legs, not only as a Colt going back to, you know, Wisconsin. And, you know, you can see the logic why the Colts might want to wait and see how he comes back off of, you know, last year. Um, But on the flip side, you know, there's the fact that he's an NFL rushing champion. Um, There's a consistency to his performance. There's his place in the locker room. Um, you know, and honestly, Rich, like the reason I would pay him is in service to my young quarterback. Um, we all know what, you know, having uh, Todd Gurley did for Jared Goff, what having Zeke Elliott did for, for Dak Prescott, right? Like, we know that. Like, and I don't think there's any question that Jonathan Taylor can be that guy for Anthony Richardson. So me personally, like, I think it would be worth the investment to make the guy happy, yeah. to take pressure off of your young quarterback, to make sure that you're in second and six. Uh, more often than you're in second and 11 um, and know that he doesn't have to carry the offense. But, um, you know, I, I think that this is sort of another one that's indicative of the way this stuff goes. And, um, you know, part of it is the history of the position, which, you know, this has been the way it's been forever. They just don't last forever. Um, part of it is that you, you know, get the um, prime of a guy's career while he's on his rookie contract more often than not. Um, part of it is that they're too easy to find. You know, and that, you know, the Super Bowl champions can start a, a seventh round rookie at the position. Um, part of it's analytics and putting real values on positions, but 
Um, again, like I'd argue that there's real value too, and and what that guy can mean for your young quarterback. So it's a tough situation all the way around. And you know, I I think it's obviously gotten kind of ugly over the course of the last week. Well, and and it also involves players who are just aces individuals. Saquon, I know Jonathan yeah. Taylor. You know anybody who's met yeah. Josh Jacobs knows his story and how yeah. what he's overcome. And it's very difficult to hear, you know, uh, with all due respect, um, somebody who was born into his position talk about how nothing's really earned, right? Right. And and right. And, and from a golf cart after having a conversation in his luxury bus. It's just a right. bad look. And and some of these players are also um, some of the most popular players in the NFL because, again, I, I know this is reality football and how you build a roster in the league is is through the quarterback and left tackle trenches. I understand that. Yep. But just to finish my sentence here, there is a large cross-section of the fan base in the NFL that follows the sport through fantasy football and these are the most popular players that are being told you cannot get what Cole Komet gets. You know, like that's yeah, that's the tone deafness of this situation. Yeah. And I understand wins and losses I mean, and roster building is paramount, but I, I'm I'm that's where I'm kind of landing on why this sticks in in a in a crawl, Albert. You know, maybe this maybe this is a. Like, stop me if this is a stupid observation, but as you were saying that, it sort of kind of feels the way America's going, you know, with layoffs and putting value on people's heads and analytics telling you how much this person is worth versus that person mm. and treating people like pieces of real estate, right? Sort of doesn't like it, sort of feels that way. And like, and I, and I just think that this is sort of that, you know, um, and I don't want to blame analytics for everything, but. Analytics are how we've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, like the left tackle, the edge rusher, the corner, the quarterback, those are the guys you pay, right? Um, and I think it's also how, you know, you kind of come to cold values on players. And, you know, I think a lot of times you can get excited because those things can lead you to the right decisions. The problem is, you know, you are taking the part out of it where these guys are human beings. And, um, you know, to kind of build off of your point about who, Jonathan Taylor is and who Josh Jacobs is and who Saquon Barkley is like, how does that resonate in your locker room? You know, if you're a new head coach coming in, um, Shane Steichen in Indianapolis or, mm. you know, relatively new, like Josh McDaniel still is in Vegas right. and, um, and Brian Dayball is in New York. Like the guys in your locker room are, I mean, they're, you know, they, they know the score. Like they're trying to make as much money as they can while they still can as football players. They're paying attention to who you're rewarding. They're also paying attention to who you're not rewarding. And so, you know, when there's a guy like a Josh Jacobs, a Jonathan Taylor, or a Saquon Barkley, and, and you don't reward him, there's a cost for that. You know, I think it's a big part of why the Giants did what they did to get him in and gave him the sweetener was because I think Brian Dable and Joe Shane recognized, like, this is not the guy we want off the reservation. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this yeah. is a guy who, like, stands for everything we're trying to build here. Maybe he's not going to be here for the next five years but we want our locker room to know we appreciate them, you know? Right, and and, so, and I also like, just want to just say here, since yeah. we're having this conversation, Albert, that just because I left some names off the list, like Henry and yeah. Eckler or what have you, these are those are also Aces individuals. And yeah. and I also, yeah. you know, think the, a lot, uh, uh, you know, 
positively and think, uh, you know, on occasion, the world of Jim Ursay. Uh, I thought yep. his stance with, with Dan Snyder was gutsy when okay. a lot of other owners said nothing. And mm-hmm. so, but to hear him say, you know, hey, you, you got to earn your spot. And as if Jake, uh, you know, Taylor hasn't already. And then, of course, yep. you know, his own history, Jim Ursay's with the team and, and how he got it. It just it it's just terribly unfortunate. But what is what is the way out? Are they going to really NFI him? Like, is that legitimately the way that they're going to go, Albert? I mean, him? I really i <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, um, but I mean, if they're really pushing for him to come back and show up and um, and get out on the practice field, then I mean, I guess it's one way to do it. Like you know. <laughs> Like, what are you doing to your locker room at that point, though? Like, what are you going to get from him coming back in? Like, how engaged is he going to be? You know, I mean, that's the other thing is like, what percentage of the player are you going to get? You know, running back's not a position where you want a guy out there protecting himself. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're worried about, you know, what's going to happen next. And so, you know, I, I, and I think that's part of it, too. Like, I mean, look, like, I, I, I think, you know, Cleveland's a great example, right? Because, I don't think there's a more analytically driven organization in the league than the Cleveland Browns, right? And they've gone all in on it. And, you know, obviously Paul DePodesta has been there and Andrew Barry um, very much subscribes to a lot of things analytically and Kevin Stefanski too. Yeah, they paid Nick Chubb. Do you think they regret that? Or do you think that they went in and they recognized, like, this guy's different? This guy's like an outlier. Like, this guy's so important to what we're trying to build here and so important to who we've been offensively. And there's such benefit for us in showing the rest of our locker room that we're going to reward Nick Chubb. It's totally worth it. And then what are we talking about? 12 million a year? Right. I mean, no offense to these guys, Hunter Renfro and Cortland Sutton make 15 million a year. Like who's the better player? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, if there's a bad year on the back end of that, it's like, is that really going to be a team killer? Like that you gave him 12 million a year? Probably not. Right. So yeah, they're odd. I don't know. I think, you add, I think you add, I think you add all of this up and it's just, I think sometimes the problem with looking at these things so coldly is it creates absolutes and there are exceptions. And, you know, you would think a player like Jonathan Taylor, just like Nick Chubb would be worthy of being an exception. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen show. Let's talk Joe Burrow. You were just in Cincinnati. What is your, definition of several weeks which is what zach taylor termed the amount of time it would take for burrow to come back from his calf injury suffered last week yeah i I mean just kicking around like you know players who've gone through similar stuff like i you know like the 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 timetable i got like ballpark was four to six now like that's not his specific injury that's not timetable for his specific injury but it's just a general you know, thing to work off of, you know, with some other players. Um, I, I didn't sense much concern at all okay. that, um, that, that he's going to miss week one. Like, I think he'll be out there week one. Um, you know, the big thing is it's different about this one. He's traditionally a fast healer, but like he came back fast from appendicitis. He came back fast from, um, you know, from the ACL. This is different. You know what I mean? Like this is a, this is more of a pull, like a muscular thing, you know? So, like, how does his body react to that? Like, that's where a little bit of the unknown is. But, I mean, I, I talked to a lot of people in that building when I was there, um, you know, yesterday, and I, I didn't sense much, like, alarm on, on, on where he is. I think that they very much feel like they dodged the bullet coming out of that one. Oh, okay, and what is your, your history of 
stuff like this when you sense alarm you know g- give me give me give me what makes you think that they have no alarm well, on it you know because i'm sure they're well, guarding I, this I'll like a you, state I'll, I'll secret give you an example he was off his feet last week after he got hurt mm-hmm. he's already back on his feet and walking around okay so like that's a good sign right like that they're comfortable with him walking around and, and being back on his feet so they they did try to limit him moving around last week um just you know like normal moving around um and he and he is doing rehab work you know like i my understanding is like while the team's out of practice for, for right now, and he'll eventually get back out there where he'll watch practice, but for right now, like he's inside doing therapy and rehab work while, while they're out of practice. So, um, you know, again, it, it, it looks like he's going to be fine. It doesn't, I mean, it's not ideal, you know, like missing, <laughs> yeah. you know, another month of practices just like he did last year. Like that's not what, that, that, that's not how anybody would draw it up. But, but I also, again, I feel like they, they really feel like they dodged a bullet both, and it not being what I think a lot of us thought it looked like um, when it first happened, and then also just on the severity of it. Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, the MMQB's senior NFL reporter here on the Rich Eisen Show. A story I think a lot of folks are not um, uh, talking about um, or beginning to talk about more are the number of reps Brandon Allen is getting in San Francisco's training camp. What is going on with that quarterback sharing of reps in uh in the shanahan world right now well yeah. one thing i've learned is to not speak in absolutes on the uh on the niners quarterback situation <laughs> ever <laughs> you know right because uh, it's been so wild the last couple of years uh yeah i mean i think i one of the great things that kyle does is i think he he creates opportunity for everybody and if there's anybody who's got the stomach to make a decision that might seem off the board or unpopular or um, that wouldn't fit like a certain narrative is Kyle. You know, like Kyle's the one who was going to stick with Brock Purdy over Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Kyle's the one who decided to trade up in the draft. Like Kyle, like Kyle is not afraid to do things that are different at that position. You know, I mean, he was once part of the group in Washington that decided like Kirk Cousins was a better option than Robert Griffin when almost nobody would have said that. And you know what? They were right. <laughs> 12 years later, Kirk Cousins is still in the league. So, um, I, I, I just don't think you, you, you rule anything out. I, I think the way that they look at it, Brock Purdy's earned the right to be the starter and will be the starter. But, you know, I also know well enough to know that if he sees something in Sam Darnold or Trey Lance or, um, or Brandon Allen over the next, over the next, you know, four or five weeks, like that, like Brock Purdy better continue to be really, really good if he's going to hold on to the job. Well, so, okay, so you're saying that somebody could come at Purdy's role. It it strikes me it Purdy's the guy. They, they're they going to give him that shot, that opportunity. But yeah. uh, is it possible Lance doesn't even make the team or get traded? Like, again, I, I understand you the don't contract, talk in absolutes, but what do you what, what's going on? The contract yeah. makes it hard, too, to cut him just because okay. you have to – I believe the next two years are fully guaranteed, and he was the third overall pick, so it's not like small money. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, um, so I would they cut him? Maybe um, I, I, I personally think it'd be hard to do that. Would they be open to trading him? I think that that depends on how the next, you know, how the next few weeks go. Okay. And um, but I mean, there's no question. I mean, one way for, for one reason or another. Like things have come undone for Trey Lance, and you know, I, I I look at it last year and where they were and how they felt like they were going to throw the kitchen sink at him and keep testing him, 
And, you know, he was going to drink through a fire hose, and they felt like if we can go from, you know, where he is in September um, to where we think he should be in December, he'll wind up being the best option for us at quarterback to, to where they are now where, you know, it's, I mean, he's, you know, obviously part of a bigger group and he's not the one who's, who's the lead dog. It's, it's obviously striking. And so um, I, you know, again, like I, I don't know, um, you know, where they're going to be three weeks from now, but you know, if he, if he doesn't start playing better and someone calls, I think they'd listen. Sure. And that's just my opinion. That's not based on anything I've heard. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen show. Couple more quick hitters, the Dalvin cook visit to the jets and Ezekiel Elliott visit and breaking of bread, literally, with uh, the Patriots and Mac Jones. What, what? Why didn't they sign? What's going on there? What do you have for me on those Sometimes fronts? guys just don't want to go to training camp. Got it. No, it makes sense. I hear you. Um, yep. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think Dalvin wants to be in New York. Um, I, I, I saw somewhere, like, this is to drive up the price for my – I don't think that's what it is. Like, I've heard for, like, about a month now that, like, he really likes the idea of playing with the Jets, with – Aaron Rodgers and um, you know that he went there I think you know with the idea that there's a really good chance he's going to play for the Jets this year and we've talked about why it'd be ideal for the Jets too right like because this allows you to manage a guy who you expect to be one of your best offensive players by the end of the year Brees Hall judiciously coming back off an ACL tear so I I still think like Cook winds up with the Jets Um, the delay I'm not quite sure what the delay would be Uh, I think with Zeke it's probably tied a little bit more to money and how much um, somebody's willing to pay him. And he's used to making a certain amount of money. And this happens with a lot of veterans, right? Like where for a lot of veterans, it's, um, you know, like they're used to making a certain amount and it's jarring for them when, you know, they're only being offered a fraction of that. So, you know, I, I think for, for someone like Zeke, there's a little bit more of an element of, do I take what I can get right now or do I wait and see if there's an injury somewhere where somebody's going to be a little bit more desperate to pay me? But um, you know, I I would say I would say with Zeke, it might take a little bit longer than with Dalvin. Last one for you, Albert Breer. Um, in our world, when a quarterback or a coach speaks, we we usually ascribe the well, they never say anything just off the cuff. It's always a message. It's always a plan. There's yeah. always a plan. Um. Is it possible Sean Payton just got pissed off before he talked to Jarrett Bell about something and just popped off? Or what's your two cents on why Sean Payton said what he said that puts the Jets' visit to Denver now up on a pedestal on a marquee that it wasn't on prior to last um, week? What do you got for me there? I've obviously I, I've obviously been in these situations before yep. um, where people have said explosive stuff to me, and I... I uh, you know, I always try to be judicious about like, all right, like, cause I view all my relationships with coaches, players, you know, front office people as 30 year relationships, which I think is how you should manage any of your relationships. But, right. you know, I always try to kind of take the context of what they were saying into account. And, you know, I, I know, because I know things look a certain way based on the medium that presented in. Like if it's on a podcast, that's one thing versus it being print. Um, you know, I say that because I do think, yeah, you know, this feels to me like, you know, Sean getting himself going a little bit and wanting to make a point, but going over the top and making that point, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's where maybe the mistake was like where it's, maybe it's a little bit of that, like Parcells thing where you don't want to sit there and tell Russell Wilson how great he is, but you do want to send a message that you have his back. 
Yes. And so you do that by saying he had tough circumstances last year. Now, how far do you go in saying he had tough circumstances last year? You went way too far in this case. And, um, you know, I think Nathaniel Hackett, for my, in my two cents, I'm not saying he was perfect last year. I think he's taken way too much blame for what's happened last year. I think he's been scapegoated for last year. I think it's it's terrible that he got put in this position for no reason again because he's just trying to move on. Yeah. Um, but it does feel to me like Sean was trying to make a point, and it's in there somewhere. But he went way, way, way too far in in in, in what he did. And quite frankly, I mean, I've I've talked to you know coaches you know on my trip and through the league over the last few days yes. that um, you know we're very we're very clear that, that that this broke a code that they all have between each other which is coaches don't criticize coaching jobs of coaches that they've replaced is what you're saying it's not only that it's just i mean i think it's more there's a line you don't cross you know what i mean like and i it does feel like i mean and look like guys who've coached with nathaniel are going to be a little bit more protective of him and a little angrier in this spot sure. but um you know i I, I, I think that there's there's criticism, right? Like, and then there's something over, like even if even if like Sean Payton had said this on Fox, I don't think it would have gone over well. You know what I mean? Like, I think even that way, like like, and that's like what you always hear, like when these guys get in the TV, are they going to be able to criticize? Because it's like if you want to give it back in, maybe there are some lines you can't cross, right? Right. right. I think this is like that, right? Like we're like. This would have been over the line on Fox, you know. Let alone doing it while you're back in the coaching fraternity. Well, I guess he wouldn't have had the. And the, I do, and I do think, and I do think he's like legitimately apologetic. No, I know, I know, I, I, I get the, I get that sense too. Um, um, but I, I don't know if he'd be caping for Russ on Fox in the way that obviously he has a desire to right now, uh, being attached. Right. But, I mean, no Aaron, question, yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. basically saying that he's just you know gilding the lily for for an inevitable fall. Um, not to have his fingerprints on it, um, which is, I think, is what he's. Some people, I will say, he's not the only person that feels. That I've way. heard yeah. that, and I would say not the only person, even in the Jets building, I've heard that received that those words that way. That thought, like he's setting himself up so his hands will be clean if things go wrong. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying that's not. Yeah, I, like, I get like it. Rogers isn't the only one who has that theory. That one just didn't ring well. You know, it didn't land with me um, in that same way because if he doesn't fix it, he's been brought in to fix it. So he's yep. the that's that's why he got all that money. That's why the the Walmart family didn't you know take potential initial nose for an answer. You know what I mean? Like uh, whatever yeah. happened, uh, he's been brought in to fix it, um, all of it. And so um, we'll see. Uh, man, week five. That is going to be, as the kids say, lit. Um, uh, hopefully I will <laughs> yeah. see you soon out here, Albert. I hope we uh, we don't miss like two ships with me going to Canton, but uh, I hope to see yeah, you. Yeah, I'm afraid that it might be that, but I, I definitely will make a trip out again soon Beautiful. if we do miss each other. But, you're, the, you're the man. And, I, and I, I'm, 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 I'm upset that you're, uh, that, that all your listeners are going to miss my tan. So that's all right. That's okay. That's why there's, uh, you know, Twitter. Or, or you yeah. don't want me to say, Chris will not let me use the brand name. If we keep calling it Twitter, it'll stay Twitter. Okay, yeah. there you go. There you go. Way to make a stand. Way to make a stand against the richest man on earth. Thank you, Albert. Take, uh, appreciate the time. All right, thanks, Rich. Always great to chat with him, Albert Breer. 
Take a break. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. I've got a top five list. Top five Ooh. underrated difference makers of 2023 NFL season. And let's talk a little baseball trading deadline when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There you are, you're clapping. Oh, he's sweating. He's sweating. Wait a minute. Brow. So he made it out of contestants' row? Yes. yes, he made it out of contestants' row. Oh, God, you're Master key is the game. Master key is the game. This is going to take a while. Okay, here we go. Oh, popcorn machine. Oh, I'll take that if you want that, TJ. By the way, you've got to bring in this popcorn machine if you win it. I want this popcorn. Oh, seven, seven, 41. $41. It's not a $71. 41. It's 41. That's one key. That's one key. Grab the key. Take the middle key. Take the middle key. There's five keys. He takes the middle key. No, he's not looking. He takes the second to the right key. I didn't look. Here's another key. Here's a basket. Five eighty-four. That's that's a fifty-eight dollar basket. It's not an eighty-four dollar yes, basket. No way. What's in it? What's what's in it? Oh, well, well, you got to get what's in it yeah, too. In oh, it's an eighty-four dollar basket. It's an eighty-four dollar basket. Here's where I messed up. I listened to. Uh, that's an eighty-four dollar basket. I listened to the people. Come on, oh, TJ. TJ. Eighty-four. No, oh, it was fifty-eight. No. No. Oh, he only has one key. We need to find I mean, a friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, TJ. It's an $84 key. Uh-oh. Master right. key. Does it unlock the... Uh... Does it unlock? Okay, it does not oh, unlock. Coffee maker. No coffee maker. No coffee maker. Coffee maker. Okay, he's going to uh -oh. unlock the electric bike. bike. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, 
it unlock the car? Oh my god. Does it unlock the car? Let's go! Does it unlock the car? Does it unlock the car? Does it unlock the car? He's turning the key! No! That may be my greatest play-by-play ever of anything I've ever done. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we're sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. It's all furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Um, at the end of the year, if I do a top five list of most surprising sports stories of the year, One's forming right now. One is forming at present. And that's the Los Angeles Angels. Going on a run after Mike Trout gets hurt. Going on a run when everybody's wondering they should trade Otani. And they go and get some reinforcements. And in their first game with said reinforcements... They wind up in Atlanta, taking on the best team in Major League yeah. Baseball. How many? We've had Passan, we've had Olney, we've had Verducci on in the last week and a half. Yeah. And all three of them were like, oh, yeah, Atlanta's the best team. And who strolls into Atlanta last night yeah, buddy. and wins a game with timely home run hitting and pitching? Adding an insurance run in the ninth after? Who was that? Was that Harris who robbed uh, uh, Otani? Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was like, catch. okay, that's a three-run shot. Yeah. They're going to go up 6-1. This game's a wrap. Nope. Nope. And then uh, base hit. Anyway. Gritchuk, fresh to the team, homers. The Angels went in last night, got two hits from Otani, almost damn near a third and a three-run shot, and they beat the Braves. They've now won 10 of 13 out of the All-Star break. Bro. I am so impressed. And Otani's sitting there like high-fiving guys, and he's he's beginning to feel it. I think he's getting the juices flowing here. It's trade deadline day. This day has been staring everyone in the face all year long. Hot stove to present moment. Spring training to present moment. First half of the season to present moment, every single time, if you had to take your hard-earned American dollars and wager, is Otani going to get traded? Is Otani even going to be a red-hot rumor on August the 1st, 2023, on a date where by 6 p.m. Eastern time, you have to make a trade or that's it in Major League Baseball? You would say, Otani's absolutely on the block that day. Absolutely, it's going to be, is Otani going to be traded day? And that day is not today. How about the Angels? Currently, three games out of the wild card, and the way that they are playing, they're going to track somebody down. Mm -hmm. They've already passed the Yankees, who are absolutely a brutal watch. And the Rays did what I expected they were going to do last night, which was going to New York, and... um, Dominate him. I mean, that thing was a wrap. It was a two-run shot in the first for the uh, for the Rays, who got a homer from Wander Franco as well, and that's it. I mean, 
Yankees look defeated. You just see their body language. Just tune in tonight, and you'll see it. Just they look beat from the minute they put the pinstripes on. And they're the ones on this trade deadline day where it's like, you know, they're, they're like, there's no options. Uh, um, the Angels are incredibly impressive. Uh, and I hope they keep going. It's a fun watch right now. They beat the Braves last night, pal. Uh, in Atlanta. And Matt Olson homered. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of their... Like, Well, everyone homers on that team, but not last night. Nope. Just him. My boy Moniac, right in the middle of that lineup. <laughs> Protected and protecting. And Trout's coming back. Trout's coming Apparently, back. Apparently, what, two weeks, two weeks away? Two weeks. It was kind of a mid-August. Two uh, weeks. You know, to... Are we going to see it? Maybe. Are we going to see it? Are we going to see it? Right now, August 1st, you got to say October 1st. Are we seeing it? I don't even know if that's the end of the regular season or like, but October 1st, we'll know. Two months from today, are we seeing it? And the it is. Is, What is the it? Here's the it. ALCS? No, that they're making it. They're in a wild card game. They're going to, they will be in a wild card contest. Their schedule's so hard. I know, but they started, it started last night and they beat the Braves. I know. Gave up one run. And they're the ones hitting the the homers. I'm gonna say no. Oh, I'm say they just what miss. a bummer! They just miss. Schedule's hard. TJ, it's glass half full or empty. You I know. know what your answer is gonna be. Let's your go. glass is always empty. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Otani does not pitch in Atlanta. They want to avoid the heat. Yep. With the blistering and whatever. So he's going to start Thursday night in their return home. Should we go? I want to see. You know what? I want to see. I want to see. I want to see 40,000 fannies in the seats there. outing. Huh? Rich Eisen show outing. Thursday night? Yeah. It's Susie's birthday. We're not going. What better way to oh. celebrate your wife's birthday? Your wife's birthday by watching. Oh, she might want to go because you know she's doing the show Friday. Yeah, that's that's what kind I mean. of show prep. It's show prep. prep. Yeah. A generationally talented athlete. Oh. You want to bounce that offer? You bounce it offer. I will text her right when now. When you're finally going to pick I'll up see her that. T- I'll see her today. By the way, we have we have this beautiful painting. I'm going to bring this up. We have this beautiful painting. Coop's uh-huh. had it. It's this beautiful painting of cars. Okay, like in the, the shape, cartoon cars. No, just. Car, car, automobiles, okay. vehicles, in the shape of a peace sign. Okay, they're all parked, you know, fender to fender, bumper to bumper, okay. in a circle, and then the peace sign. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Uh, you know, our child, our children, they've kind of outgrown it. Name me a child who loves cars and little mini cars and matchbox cars more than Cage Brock. I don't think one. I don't exists. know of one. I don't know of one. In the United States of America, I don't know of one. <laughs> right. How long ago did you say you were going to collect that from our garage? Well, you guys were out of town. <laughs> For a while, I need a date. Like, was it? If it's, is it? Is it? Is it Joe Burrow's diagnosis? Is it several weeks? Four to six? It's, it's several. Okay, yeah, it's several, several weeks. Like Zach Taylor would would decide would but say I'm it's been several weeks. You were also in a different on a different continent. Oh no, I know we have been yeah. unavailable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But today's the day. Today's the day. I hope it fits in my. Otani not traded. <laughs> you pick up the painting. Yeah, Fantastic. it's also big, so I'm worried it may not fit my car. So you're gonna. Okay, it is big. Yeah, well, we're just going to make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah, we're just going to figure it out. Just like the angels. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to figure it out. They're (laughs) inspiring. Put it tight to the roof. They're inspiring. 
And when, to to yes. answer your question, when I said let's go, yeah, I want to see this, man, because it, you can't have a team with two players that are that good and not see any success ever. Like, come on. Okay. Honestly, today was supposed yeah. to be the day that Otani, the Angels, were just going to have to give up. Punt. Yeah. Today was the day they were just going to have to be like. He was trading right, to. We're the ones who are trading away the best player of this generation, maybe potentially all time. And that's not an exaggeration. We're the ones we got to trade them away. We just couldn't make it work. And they lose Trout and win 10 of 13 anyway. So is Trout the problem? No. <laughs> yeah, right. Good one. <laughs> Next. On Undisputed. <laughs> Mike Trout's got to go. Skip back from his two-month hiatus. <laughs> two-month hiatus. I don't know what's going on. Also, I'm on uh, the ESPN uh, schedule for the Angels here. You know, Otani's pitching Thursday. Thursday. Is, that on, Thursday. Is, that on, is that on the net? Is that on the net? No, no, okay. but it, it has the tickets next to it. Tickets as low as $5. Dude, I mean. There's no excuses. Go see this guy. Let's go, Brockman. Susie would love to go for a birthday. Put don't you think? Yeah, put her up on the big screen, have the whole park. Oh, Nothing she would people, rather do. All 1,200 people serenade. If there's anybody who's ever sat in this Tuesday. chair or in this room who is well-versed on the traffic patterns to get from Los Angeles down to Anaheim, which wife. I know they call it Anaheim. Yeah. No, they call it Los Angeles. Five freeway. Oh, my God. It's it's Sue's. Figuring out her questions for Socha and Darren Erstad on the way down. <laughs> it's not a great drive. In Percival in the middle of the afternoon for Boyd <laughs> Percival. So, Troy Gloss. Here we go. By the way, it's Gloss. Spelled Gloss, but it's okay. It's okay. It's been a while since we've seen the Angels win a playoff game. I get it. Very long time. All right, let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number at all. Top five yes. underrated difference makers of the upcoming NFL season. Let's do it. And also still to come. Lewis Riddick of ESPN, and Dan Campbell wants a line on the sidelines. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Did you see who took a seat on the PGA Tour policy board? I did. I saw that this morning. El Tigre. 
You know I didn't, but I'm going to get The PGA right. Tour Policy Board is going to have a large say, apparently, in whether the Live Tour lives or dies. Mm-hmm. And Tiger Woods just took a seat on the policy board. I just saw that during a commercial break. Did you notice it was after some comment, some comments that uh, Phil made yesterday about how uh, no one wants to join the PGA Tour. There should actually be sanctions for guys who come and join the Live Tour. That's right. Yes. Sure. Sure, Phil. <laughs> yes. Don't think we should yeah. be sanctioned. We're the ones who should be doing the sanctioning. Yeah, okay. Makes sure. complete sense. Okay. Anybody that comes over to the Live Tour from the PGE Tour should be sanctioned. So vehemently sanctioned that they should, what, have to accept millions of dollars from the Saudi government? I, I don't understand <laughs> it. Because that's the I only accept. reason why they would join the Live Tour. How do you sanction somebody who's taking money for arriving? Right? Yeah. Don't sanction us. We should be doing the sanctioning. Makes sense. <laughs> and Tiger's now standing in the way of Phil. Yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't want to come back anyway. Tiger's I just find this interesting, huh? Throwing his weight around. Best of all worlds. Yep. Tiger plays ten tournaments yeah. for the live. Ten live tournaments. Hey, you got to live. You hey, you got to you got to live team. You're gonna have to play ten times. I got a jacket. You got a team. Excuse me. What now? A cape. I got the old royal and ancient. I got a tea time whenever I want to go to Scotland. Cool, cool, cool. Win, win. We call it a win, win. Yeah. <laughs> what a world, man! Unbelievable. All right. So that's happening. Yep. Back here on our radio show with our live stream on uh, on Roku. So we got that going for us. Is, is there any trading going on? Any any popping? Anything uh, popping? S- small moves. Uh, the Padres. Uh, oh, they got Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill is playing for every team now. It so is like. that, so is it a specific retirement community in Southern California for Rich? <laughs> Possible. Paul yep. DeYoung to the Blue Jays. Yep. 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 Okay. We're kind of waiting on Verlander. Ah, baby. There would be a party in Baltimore, like a friggin' welcome parade yeah. for Justin Verlander. Dodgers in the mix for Verlander. How many yachts can you water ski behind? <laughs> it doesn't matter. They can't win the big one. So. Okay. I need NFL Films music. Oh, right. oh baby. Thought about this on the flight home on Sunday night. Oh, oh yeah. I just never, I can't, I can never turn it off, Chris. You know? Take a nap. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking to myself, not a lot of people are talking about these guys as a possible difference maker for whether their team does well in 2023 or does not do well in 2023 or does better than expected in 2023 or even go very far in 2023. A lot of... A lot of people are focused on Aaron Rodgers as a difference maker. Odell Beckham Jr. is a difference maker. or DeAndre Hopkins is a difference maker. They're bright, shiny objects. I've got a bunch of names. I got got five names. Five? Top five underrated difference makers of 2023. And we start with this future Hall of Famer. He's going. He's going. He's going to get a jacket. He's going to get a bust. One day I'll be going off to Canton and I'll be watching him get in and make a speech. And he left his team for one year last year. The team, the only team he'd ever known. And this guy is now back to where he once belonged 
Nobody's talking about Bobby Wagner as a difference maker in oh, Seattle. Interesting. I am, however, talking about it. Pete's way of doing things, the always compete way of doing things. He and John Schneider made up with Bobby Wagner. He's going back there. Just him strolling out on the field, making things even louder in one of the loudest places on planet Earth for a sporting event. And then, of course, what he brings to this team locker room wise, everything that Bobby Wagner can do for this team, nobody's talking about. And if he shows up with his Hall of Fame credentials and his Hall of Fame game, and defensively, they can actually impose their will in a way that their offense does, when healthy, have an opportunity. Bobby Wagner is a difference maker. I don't think people are talking about enough. Number four on this list, we spoke about him yesterday. And we spoke about his quarterback earlier on this program as a guy of maybe you just watch him go and blossom and become a Tier 2 on his way to becoming a Tier 1 quarterback. Whether that happens for Justin Fields or not, I do believe, depends on DJ Moore, number four on this list. What a coup for the Chicago Bears to get this guy. An underrated wide receiver, and in my mind, an underrated difference maker for this offense. How about the fact that you get to keep Justin Fields and get DJ Moore for that decision. Well done, Ryan Poles. Actually, this right there, DJ Moore, and whether he does well or not, and what he brings to the Bears, that is Lovey Smith's eventual final gift to Bears fans <laughs> for giving the Bears the first overall selection and them trading it and getting DJ Moore and future draft choices. Number three on this list. All right, we're all focused on Saquon, aren't we? And then his salary in relation to his quarterback salary and who the Giants paid and who they did not pay. Don't forget, Darren Waller is a New York Giant. What is he going to look like on this team? We're overlooking the Giants, period. We're talking about the Cowboys, Eagles, and things of that nature. Darren Waller is exactly who Giants fans love. This guy is somebody the Giants will definitely lean on offensively. And this is the type of guy with, you know, Zeke Moat and Jeremy Shockey type numbers. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I think Darren Waller is a difference maker that few people are talking about and whether the Giants can take a step up offensively. I think everybody thinks the Giants are ready to take a step back. Last year was Fugazi. Same thing with Daniel Jones. They messed with the wrong guy in Saquon Barkley. The coach of the year, Brian Dayball, had his moment. And this year, we'll just take a step back. They'll miss the playoffs. That's the the team that if you had to identify a team that made the playoffs last year in the NFL, most likely to miss it this year, I think the Giants would be at the top of a lot of people's lists. Darren Waller can change that. Number two on this list, you've seen some video of him in training camp, and it jumps off the screen at you, and it's been a while since we've seen him play in the National Football League. But what Calvin Ridley can do for Jacksonville's offense and what he can do for Trevor Lawrence, and if Travis Etienne shows up in the same manner as he did last year and the rest of that offense can be clicking in the way that Doug Peterson had them clicking in the second half of the season last year and coming back on the Chargers and giving a little bit of a scare to the Chiefs. Calvin Ridley, people, let's not forget what he did in the ATL and what he can do right now 
fresh legs. He's a number two underrated difference maker of 2023. And number one on this list, I wanted to go with somebody that nobody is talking about and has a chance at his own personal redemption for a team that everybody believes is in the crapper. Number one in terms of an underrated difference maker in 2023 is Baker Mayfield. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew that's where it's you're going. Baker freaking Mayfield. Oh, man. Hey, you, your reaction is exactly why he's number one on my list. Because before he got his shoulder banged up in Cleveland and kept playing when he shouldn't have. How many years ago? And was then that? last year got caught up in everything that happened in Carolina. That is not a fair evaluation of Baker Mayfield that we got last year in Carolina. Coach that brings him in gets fired in the middle of the season. McCaffrey gets traded away. He gets benched. Come on. Just because Steve Wilkes didn't use him doesn't mean he's toast. And then he shows up here in Los Angeles and on pure guts, guile, and will, and knowledge for the Rams, what he did last year in that Thursday night game is truly one of the most unbelievable performances of last year. So he's got it in him. What about the other three games? I understand, Chris. <laughs> I understand. It's still in there, potentially. I'm I'm not I'm just saying okay. the Bucks right now would be what? Dead last DFL and everybody predicting whether they win the NFC NFC South this year? Oh, for sure. Okay? Cuz you're going with Derek Carr and the Saints and you're going with Bryce Young, he's looking terrific. That's all you're hearing about and you're going with Atlanta. He's the number one difference maker in the NFL. Whether the Bucs make the playoffs and he's got a career and he's their future guy and he just shows you, I was number one overall for a reason. I'm showing up like I showed up against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. I am waking up dangerous every day. And being that leader that you heard from Chris Godwin that he can be. He's got the weapons and he's got the opportunity. He's number one on my list. Nobody's talking about Baker Mayfield. You think we need one more? Okay. All right, we'll get one more. And I'll give you a rookie. I'll give you a rookie. What was the number one problem for Josh Allen last year? The doing too much, right? The red zone issues, trying to do it too much. He's the one who's running it into a heavy box. Dalton Kincaid can make that all go away. Kid from Utah, 16 touchdowns in his final two years combined. Eight last year, 70 catches. 890 yards. If he shows up and puts some incredible rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year ability on that field and gives him that option, what does that open up for everything? Honestly, think about that. It can open up the world. And nobody's talking about him because I understand why. You want to talk about B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs is getting that conversation around him about he's going to be a matchup. You know what they're going to do in... uh, in Detroit, they're going to put him, they're going to split him out wide. Oh. You know, that's what you're hearing about. Like, like Gibbs is going to be a wide out. He's going to be a receiver. He's going to be a a slot guy. He's going to be a running back. He's going to be everything. And you're hearing about, I think, Jackson Smith and Jigba's in a nice spot, too. This kid. And those are my underrated difference makers of 2023.
You are you are you are you are just not in the Baker. You the, think I'm caping for Baker right Bucks now? The right? Bucks have the third worst playoff odds. So you once said Baker had an arm like a T-shirt cannon. You were on board at one point. Six years ago. <laughs> That's why he's a difference maker. Don't you think if he shows up? I, I don't think he's going to show but up. But he's got I, a I better shot. Honestly. He's he's much more. Other than the fact that you could make the case that Todd Bowles is coaching for his job, you could make the case he's in a much better spot this summer than he was last year. Matt Rule, sure. Okay, and, and that I might, mean that might all be true. I, I mean, I don't know. If Todd Mike Bowles, Evans, Todd Chris Godwin. Really good, I don't think Todd hey, Bowles man. is a great coach, but. Tristan Wirfs back healthy. The line might get healthy. Okay. They got a ton of guys who won the Super Bowl just a few years ago. He really Baker has to is a difference it. maker between having the third worst odds of making the playoffs and winning the division. That's called a difference maker, pal. Eight to one to win the division, almost four to one to make the playoffs. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. <laughs> Facts. Diff- he's, a, he's a difference baker. I, I dad jokes. I, I've got dad I, jokes I, I for days, man. don't want that to age man. poorly for you, it, Rich. That's all. Oh, I'm just... Uh, but that's why I'm saying it's a difference maker. I'm not saying he's going to do it. Okay. He's number one. He's in that spot. He's going to make a difference. Yeah, we sure. don't even know if he's a starter. Oh, he's going to uh, Come tough. on, bro. You know that. Lewis Reddick coming up. By the way, is... Are we sure that Kincaid's going to start? No, I don't believe Dawson so. I think Knox, I know. I think Dawson Knox you know, is going to fifteen well, touchdowns gonna, the last two seasons, correct. almost hundred catches. They're going to play on the same. They're going to be on the field at the same time as they should. I be. have yeah. this kid has a knack inside the twenty, and he's big. He is tall, and yes, he doesn't have to start. That's what I'm saying. The pressure is not on him. He's in a great spot, and I'm sure Dawson Knox is a great guy to have in the tight end room. I'm I'm willing to wager that. And again, I wanted to talk about people that fewer people are discussing. I wanted to go deep in the weeds here. I like, I like your style. I want to go deep in the weeds here. The difference maker. That's a guy who can make a difference. Darren Waller. Does everybody think the Giants are just in the crapper, right? Well, kind of a one-year wonder, I think. Uh-huh. What if Waller shows up like he did two years ago? You know? He was hurt last year. Had calf thing. And I, all and I just season. think he, he and... Uh, I don't know if McDaniels was... Uh, well, apparently, we, we know he didn't get invited to the wedding. So That's true. <laughs> we do know that. Do, so, you know. So I mean, Dayball is going to, like, sprinkle his coach of the year fairy dust on this guy, and he's going to come out, and he's going to show, like, the guy that Mayock paid for a good for a good reason. Like, let's go, right? All they had to do was give Daniel Jones $35 million, nah. give Saquon the five difference, and everyone would be kumbaya. Happy. Or the coach of the year is going to make it so anyway, right? All right. Oh, by the way, Nathaniel Hackett's talking today. Oh, Oh, yeah. 